songs and let's get dressed. It's somewhat happy hour with Josh Fest. Well, hello there. It is I, Josh Vest, back at it again, recording episodes for the somewhat happy hour with me, Josh Vest. Well, I'm back and better than ever. I've had a nice vacation. Um, even though I'm not on vacation anymore, I've been teaching uh, for two weeks and I've been back at school for, uh, I think, a total of four weeks now. Uh, maybe? I don't know. But I'm back in school uh, and I'm having a great time. Uh, I love the school I'm at. Uh, the kids are great. Um, challenges, but hey, you know, what job doesn't have a challenge? Uh, but I'm really excited to be where I am. Uh, and a little more about that here in a minute. Let's see, what else do I want to talk about? Oh, yeah, so um, uh, my summer vacation. What did I do in between the last episode and this episode? Not a lot. Um, I taught a uh, class for uh, my, uh, the company I work for. Uh, we're getting ready to produce Annie, and um, as the theater teacher there, they asked if I would teach a workshop class for all the kids that want to be orphans in the musical. And I said, sure. So I spent a week uh, getting to work with the kids, do, working on scenes, um, acting through songs. It was a really great time. And then uh, immediately after that, the Thursday after that, yeah, the Thursday, uh, no, I'm lying to you. Friday, I don't remember. At some point, you know, it was like a three-week class, but at the last week, I was actually going on real vacation with my brothers and their significant others, went out to the Outer Banks. So I had to teach a class uh, on my porch at the beach. I'm not complaining. If I could, I would teach every day on the porch uh, at a beach place. A beach place? A beach home. It was a condo, a beach condo. Um... You know, it was such a great time. So I would definitely do that again. Uh, but so so it's a nice change of pace going from, you know, busy, busy, busy to getting to sit on the uh, beach and uh, burn like a lobster um, because I don't tan. Also, I don't really hang out outside very often. I mean, if you count walking to my car into the building wherever I happen to be going back outside and back to my car and then from my car into my house that's about as far as I go um, sometimes I stand outside when I'm uh, having a nice cigar on a special occasion but other than that I'm a I'm an inside kind of guy I'm in theater so you know I I've never done a play outside I've directed a play outside but I've never been in a play outside I don't know how I would do with that but maybe one day Anyways, so uh, I went to the beach, went to the Outer Banks, had a great time. Uh, it was a lot of fun getting to hang out with my brothers and their significant others. Uh, some family came for a night, and it, it was a really great time. And I haven't been to the beach for a vacation in a very long time. Last time I was at the beach was when I was living in Myrtle Beach, um, which was a very short-lived time. But uh, I, I was at the beach. I lived a block from the beach, but I never, uh, I, I went on the beach once. I just, you know, it was cold-ish. I don't know, it was October. 
so not really cold, but still not really my time to, you know, be at the beach. I don't really like the beach, um, which is not necessarily fully true. I do enjoy the beach now, but, eh, you know, I'm a pool person. Uh, I do like going in the ocean, but um, only sometimes. If I can see the water, uh, if it's clear, oddly enough, that frightens me more than not being able to see. Uh, but that's just me. I'm a crazy guy. Um, so after the beach, uh, I got to go do something that I love, love, love doing. And that is seeing the circus. Uh, for those of you who know me and who have listened to this podcast know I've talked about my love for the circus, my love for uh, clowns. Uh, and so I was on Facebook one day when I was at the beach and I saw an ad for a circus that was going to be uh, performing um, near where I live. Uh, and I was like, wow, maybe I'll go see that. And then I kind of, you know, didn't think about it. And then the next day I saw it again, but this time with the advertisement of a famous uh, clown. His name is David Lurible. Uh David Lurible is a clown I have seen uh, on quite a few occasions since 2002. First time I saw him was with Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey. That's where I saw him the most, was with Ringling Brothers. And I kept up with his career watching YouTube and um, following his fan pages uh, on social media, seeing what shows he was up to. Um, and so I really wanted to go because I wanted to see him. And this was a very intimate circus. It was called Circus Vasquez. Uh, and it's they're based in uh, Texas, I believe. But they originated in, uh, in Mexico. Uh, so that was really neat. Um, and when I went to the show... Uh, well, before I bought the tickets, I asked uh, a friend of mine if they would like to come see the show with me, and that was my friend Dima. You might know who Dima is from listening to the episode of The Women of Lockerbie. Uh, Dima played my wife, but Dima also sings the opening song, my theme song for the Somewhat Happy Hour. Uh, and so I asked them if they would like to see the show, and they said, yes, I would love to do something with you that makes you so happy. And then they um, said, would you like to invite another friend? And I said, yeah, you know what, uh, definitely. And the other friend was my friend Julia. Julia played my wife in the play Mackinall. Um And we have a Mackinall episode coming out this season. It's going to be great. It's like a little cast reunion. Uh, but I, it, it was the, so much fun. I had, they kept saying, I'm going on a date with my wives, uh, since they both played my wife in... <laughs> plays so it was really fun um i treated them to seats of course i'm gonna get the best seats in the house front row center baby we had a great time uh i loved 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 every minute of it uh david uh picked on me a little bit in the beginning of the show uh it was just a really funny bit he did during the pre-show um and then he picked on me again later uh <laughs> later on in the show during one of his little bits uh, and then at intermission, I went to go buy a t-shirt. Of course, I'm going to buy a t-shirt. And I said to the, uh, to, to my friend Dima, I was like, oh, I wonder if he's going to come out and sign. And Dima goes, well, can I ask for you? I was like, I, I mean, I can ask. And they go, no, 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 let, let, let me ask. So I'm checking out and Dima goes, um, do the cast members come out and sign autographs after the performance? And the uh, woman behind the counter goes, well, actually... I was in the show. I was the uh, aerialist. 
and my brother over here is the juggler. The juggler I recognized, I did not recognize her until I like looked, looked at her and I realized, oh yeah, you know, it's an advantage of being in the front is you really can see everything. Um, and so I, I knew once she said it, it clicked in my head where I knew this woman from. Uh, and so she was like, actually, funny thing is he is my dad. He's our dad. Uh, so the juggler and the aerialist are David's children. And uh, she said he uh, he does come out after the show and takes pictures and will do that. Uh, and then I pulled out an old VHS tape, a VHS tape. Side note, I was telling my students about this today because we watched one of his clips or one of his uh, bits for uh, the start of my pantomime unit. Anyway, uh, and, and they said, well, what's a VHS? And then that hurt. And then somehow we talked about how Netflix used to be where you would order it and you had to wait a week or so to get the DVD in that envelope, which is crazy. Anyway, so um, I show her the VHS of, it has David, it's on 2002, the 132nd edition of The Greatest Show on Earth. And she says, oh my gosh, he loves signing older stuff, like old performances, you know, souvenirs. He, will, he would love to sign this. And she said she would let him know. Uh, silly me forgot a marker. I told Dima, I was like, oh, hey, do you have a, a pen or anything? And they said, no, uh, we can ask Julia. And we got, to, we got to Julia's and we left right away and we forgot to ask Julia. So we get to the show and uh, after the show, I, I go up to him and say, hey, I've been seeing you since 2002. I'm a huge fan. Um, I, I really look up to you. You're such an inspiration. Thank you for all you do. And I said, will you sign this? And he goes, oh, I don't have a pen. I'm in my costume. And I was like, okay, um, let, I don't have one either, but let me, uh, let me see if I can find one. And this woman behind me hands Dima a pen and says, here. Uh, and then I try to get him to sign the front of the um, VHS, but unfortunately it's a pen and the VHS is plastic, so he can't, it won't work. And I was like, okay. And then he goes, well, wait, let me um, sign the actual box the vhs box that has that tape that label on it that says ringling brothers on it and he signed it and then we took a picture uh i had to pay 20 dollars for a picture but that was because they printed it there and it came out on a uh, really nice uh um, thing with the logo on it and stuff but my pals were very nice enough to uh to pay for that and um it was very sweet of them so i got to see the circus and then the next day, I started um, work. We had uh, trainings the very next morning. So I was going to the, see the circus, and then the very next day, I was in a training all day uh, because I'm new to, a, to the county I work in. And then after that, you know, it's all kind of a blur. We started school, and I really, really love the school I'm at. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's going to be a great year. It's going to be a challenging year. Um, I'm at a school that has... Uh, um, a lot of uh, Spanish-speaking students, and that also means I have some kids that don't speak much English, uh, and so I am going to be taking Spanish lessons. That way I can help the kids and make sure they're getting the same uh, education as the other kids in my class, um, and, and that's very important to me, and so that's something I'll be doing this year is taking Spanish classes and, you know, asking questions helping them along the way. 
as much as I can. Uh, but I love the school. Uh, I love how diverse this school is. Um, and I have such great interest in this drama program. Uh, so the program was around at one point, uh, but it, it, it didn't, both times they had a teacher, they had two teachers. Uh, it, they never did a production and it wasn't a full drama program. There were just theater classes. Uh, so I'm really creating a drama program. Like I said, they've had classes, but nothing really quite like a full, here's the, this is the drama program. So I'm directing two shows this year, um, and I'm very excited to work on them. Um, I would say them on the podcast, but, uh, you know, the rights haven't come back, but one of them has, the other one I'm still waiting on, so. But, you know, I'm sure I'll talk about it in a future episode. Any who's a woozle. Uh, so, and the kids have been coming up to me and go, hey, uh, I know you're the theater teacher, when does drama club start? And I was like, oh, it'll start in a few weeks, um, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We're doing a play, and the principals and some of the teachers are going to be in the play, so you should be in it too. Uh, and, and that really sparked their uh, interest. And so I have auditions sometime uh, in September, uh, and then the show's Halloween weekend. It's going to be a really great show, and I think it's going to be something special for not only for me, for it being my first show at this new school, uh, but it being a uh, the first show in a very long time on their stage. Uh, they did Once Upon a Mattress uh, 15 years ago, is what one of the teachers told me. That was the last play they remember uh, that was produced there, and it was done by a drama club. So they've had a club, but not a class or a program. So uh, I'm very excited to get to use the auditorium and you know get to you know be a part of this school's history, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's going to be a great, great program. I have such high hopes and, uh, with these kids, I know it's going to do well. Uh, and it's going to be something very special. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm getting ready to do that. So that's keeping me busy, but I decided, Hey, you know, Josh, you're not busy enough. Let's throw more at you. Um, because I'm never satisfied with how busy I am. But I'm also, you know, I've talked very open about my mental health. I work better when I don't have any free time. Uh, when I'm working, uh, I, I like to know I have to be here at this time, here at that time, and then home late. Uh, for many reasons. One, it keeps my brain occupied. Uh, it keeps me going also. Like, you know, I, I wake up and go, oh, I gotta do this, this, this today. So I know what I need to do. Also, the biggest part, it helps me from procrastinating. Uh, I used to do this when I was in high school. Um, and then when I went to college, I instead of being in shows, I was teaching a lot of classes all over the place. So it, I was constantly busy doing something. Um, so, so it's just, you know, I don't procrastinate because I know I have to get stuff done. And now as a teacher, I know what needs to be done, um, you know, by a certain time, certain date. Uh, but, uh, so I, there's no slacking allowed. I, I don't do that, especially with my work, but, um, I'm in a musical. This is the first musical I've done in about five years, maybe six years. It's been a while. Uh, I really have stayed away from musical theater, uh, for a while for many reasons. One, I'm not a singer. Uh, I often play like the character that can talk, sing, or the character 
uh, you know, that weird character in a play that's just there or does not sing in the show. That became my specialty for a while. I was in these big musicals, and I didn't have a, a single song. Uh, and in the finale, I would kind of just stand there and pretend to mouth the words. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, I, I've now at the point where I love doing plays so much, but uh, and now I haven't done anything in almost two years that I was thinking, oh, what what's the first show I'd like to do back? Um, I was in a show in December. I did a Christmas Carol. It was a one-person show version of a Christmas Carol, which was so much fun. So I was like, what what can I do next? What is the first uh, big thing? Because that was a very intimate show. We could only have about 20 people in the audience. Um, and now I'm doing a show that, uh, as of right now, does not have a limit of how many people can be in the building when the performance is. Uh, but I'm going to be in the musical Annie. I, I've love this musical i have a history with this musical it was the first musical i uh was a part of as a kid but i didn't make it to the performance because i just you know stuff went on and so i just ended up not being able to do it uh i was a standby for a production at the community theater a few years ago probably about five years ago i think it was right around the last musical i did uh i was a standby for daddy warbucks and drake and i did go on as drake at the final dress rehearsal but uh, never during performance. But anyway, I'm going to be playing Rooster. This has been one of my dream roles since I was a kid. Uh, I loved the movie. I grew up watching the movie with Tim Curry. So, you know, this, is, this role has always meant so much to me. And now that I get to play this role, uh, I, and, and, you know, it's, it's just going to be great. Two of my favorite actors have played this role. Actually, three of my favorite actors in the world have played this role. Uh, of course, the legend Tim Curry, who created the role on film, and many of us know from. And then in 1999, one of my favorite actors in the entire world, Alan Cumming, played the part in the Disney adaptation. And then at the Hollywood Bowl, uh, like I think in 2014 maybe, um, Roger Bart was in the live show. Uh, so all three of those actors I love. I've seen them. I've never seen Tim Curry live, but the uh, last two I have seen live, and this is such a dream role. I remember as a kid pretending to be Rooster, uh, knowing his lines in the film and dancing Easy Street. I knew the choreography, and uh, because I didn't have a mustache, I'd put a, a piece of scotch tape on my lip, and that was my uh, pencil mustache that Tim Curry had in the movie. Um, and it was, it was a lot of fun. I had a great time. But now I'm uh, playing Rooster in a musical. Luckily, Rooster is not in the show very much, so I'm not booked at rehearsals all the time. Um, just a few, and it's really not a lot, so it's a lot I can handle. Uh, we had the read-through just last night, and when the overture started, the the trumpet at the very beginning... I got chills. I've seen Annie live a few times. Uh, I've seen one professional version, and I saw it at the Warner Theater in Washington, D.C., the same place where I saw Cats the musical, my very first musical I ever saw. And I, the chills just came back of being a, a kid in the theater and, and getting ready to watch Annie the musical. I loved it. Loved every minute of it. And last night... 
hearing the show come to life and being with actors in a room again for the first time in a very long time was just so flippin' exciting. Uh, it's going to be a great show, uh, and I can't wait to continue working on it. Um, I have a few other shows in, you know, in, uh, in the works. I have some other things in the works, too. But uh, in all good time, I shall share. Indeed. This season of the Somewhat Happy Hour is going to be great. It's going to be different. Um, my guests that I have this season uh, that I have interviewed so far are just complete legends um, of themselves and just legends, really, in the theater world. Uh, at the end of last season, I spoke, uh, I spoke, I said at the very end that my guest for the very first episode of the new season was going to be someone who is in a very, very famous Broadway musical. And that musical is, drumroll, Into the Woods. I interviewed Chuck Wagner from the original cast of Into the Woods. He played Rapunzel's Prince on Broadway and Cinderella's Prince in the national tour, the original national tour. Uh, and he's also in the film version playing Rapunzel's Prince. He's also played uh, Jekyll and Hyde. He originated the roles of Jekyll and Hyde before Broadway toured in it. He also played the Beast in Beauty and the Beast. He was Javert in Les Mis. And what role he played that's very near and dear to my heart? He was the ringmaster of Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey, the greatest show on earth, for four years. And I saw him both times. Loved him. And so our interview is him talking about uh, his memories of Into the Woods, Jekyll and Hyde, uh, and what he's doing now. He's currently, um, he, he performs his, his one-person show, his concert, uh, on cruise ships. He's been working with the Disney cruise ship, and he works with the Carnival cruise ships. So he really, he gets to take his show on the sea. It's really neat, and we talk all about it. And uh, he's such a great guy. Uh, he's everything I thought he would be and more. And he went, when I asked him to do it, he said, absolutely. Uh, but I had to be okay with the fact that there is not a very, there aren't any quiet places on the boat. So there's going to be interruptions. And I said, Mr. Wagner, that's fine. I just want to interview you because I'm such a fan. And he said, yes. And so during our interview, there were multiple times where uh, people were coming onto the ship. So there were announcements, um, and this and that. He had to sit in the hallway was the only place he could go that had cell phone service. Uh, so he had to, uh, you know, really, really work for this interview. And I, I really appreciate it. So he's great. That's episode one, which will be coming out very soon this weekend. Uh, let's see. Episode two is another Broadway performer. He is from Virginia, grew up in Virginia, uh, then went to New York to work on some pretty well-known Broadway musicals and is now a uh, teacher himself out in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Mr. Brad Bass, who was featured in the original cast of Memphis, that's where I know him from, from seeing him in Memphis. He was also in Wicked, this small musical called Wicked, uh, where he played uh, Fiero, and he was also a part of the ensemble in the Chicago production. Uh, and he was uh, last in Jersey Boys on Broadway. Really, really nice guy. So flippin' talented. If you have the time, you should look him up on YouTube. His voice, whew, beautiful. Uh, and then my third guest 
is my pal Grace. Grace, uh, Petro and I went to high school together, uh, and Grace now lives in L.A., and uh, she is a filmmaker. Uh, we talk about two films that she has produced. Uh, one of them filmed in our uh, uh, where we where we both lived in high school uh, in Warrington, Virginia, and we talked about what that was like filming in uh, in in the town and having people that you knew as extras and this and that. And then we talked about a new project that's coming up, something I'm very excited to talk about much later. Uh, but I can't say anything. But I, 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 Grace has asked if I would, uh, you know, maybe work with her one day on something. <clears throat> I didn't say anything, though. Like, I'm not saying anything. Uh, but Grace is really great. So we talked about that. We talked about favorite films. We talked all about just, you know, what it's like living in, an, in L.A., being a filmmaker and an artist during the pandemic. Stuff like that. Uh, it was a really great conversation. I have some other really, really good guests coming up. Uh, this season is also going to be focusing on uh, theater education a lot as I am back in a classroom teaching. So uh, a lot of my theater ed pals will be on the podcast and some uh, other really well you know, known people in the education world I, I love to have on. Um, I have some what I call cast reunions of shows that I have planned from some shows I've done Shows I've seen, I'm trying really hard to do that one. There's a few shows that I will beg and do anything I can to get those cast members on the show. Um, and so much more, so many surprises. It's going to be a great season. Uh, Hazel is very excited to continue to sit and watch me talk to what looks like into the air. Uh, <laughs> but it's going to be great. I'm so grateful that you're here and you're listening. I hope you're doing well. How are you doing? Go ahead and answer. How are you? Oh, that's great. If that's not the answer you need. Hold on. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I hope tomorrow's a better day. I love you too. That was a little cheesy thing for you. Um, but this season's going to be great. I'm really excited to get to work and record again. I've had such a great time recording episodes and putting them together. This is really, you know, it's very peaceful and it's it brings me a lot of joy to put content out um you know of course there'll be times where there's a lot of content coming out at once and there's going to be times where uh, you're going to forget that there's a somewhat happy hour until i come back but a lot of great stuff coming um and it's so good to have you back thanks for coming back season two episode one uh kind of it's like an introduction no it's season two episode one so episode two will be of Mr. Chuck Wagner from the original Broadway cast of Into the Woods. Hey, you're great. You're wonderful. And you're loved. Thanks so much for listening to this season two premiere episode of the somewhat happy hour. Oh, I forgot to tell you. When the new season comes out, the new batch of interviews gonna have a new song shout out dima and their brother for putting together a wonderful song you're gonna love it so remember uh grab your crocs have a seat and listen to the podcast when it comes out thank you so much for listening to this episode of the somewhat happy hour with me josh vest somewhat happy hour with josh vest